Hey, everybody. Welcome Welcome to to a Community of Principles podcast, a conversation to support leaders. I'm your host, Ben Gilpin. Now, let's get this started. Hey, everybody. We are back at it, the Community of Principles podcast, and I am delighted to have a new guest, but I just want to give a quick little shout. Last week, there was a group of region leaders that met up in Gaylord at Treetops, and we had an absolute fantastic time doing some team building, doing some planning for the year. And those of you that are active members in MEMSPA, you are in for a treat this year. We've got a great conference coming up in Traverse City, and we have so many region leaders that are absolutely trying to make this the best experience possible for you. With that as the lead-in, Let me introduce our guest today. Our guest is Nick Angel, and Nick is at uh, Chelsea Community Schools, and he's going to tell you a little bit more about him. So welcome, Nick. Well, thank you, Ben, and and welcome, and hello, everybody. Honored to to be uh, featured uh, on on this upcoming session here. I've been a a longtime uh, listener to this podcast, so pretty darn cool. I am, once again, Nick Angel, proud principal of Dwight E. Beach Middle School, I'm in my ninth year here in uh, Western Washtenaw County. I was the assistant principal at Chelsea High School for three years before uh, landing in this leadership role here at our middle level. And predating that, I was a high school English teacher in Lenawee County in the Blissfield Community Schools down by the Michigan-Ohio border uh, for five years. So I'd like to say I'm kind of at the midpoint of my career, so I kind of know what I'm doing at this point. And uh, it's been a blessing and quite the journey. Well, Nick, you know what? I'm excited because... We have had the majority of guests that we've had on the Community of Principals podcast have been elementary leaders. We've had a handful of, of middle level, middle school principals. So I'm excited to have you on because the number has been smaller and we really need more middle level principals active in MEMSPA. So thanks for doing this. Absolutely. It's an honor. Okay. So let's start off, Nick. How about two things most people don't know about you? In my local community, you know, I'm actually known as the father of Elena, Kylie, Ava, and Brooklyn. So uh, on the podcast, most people wouldn't know that I have had the privilege or burden, depending on how you look at it, of of being the principal for all four of my daughters. I have two now that are at college, one at Central Michigan and one at Miami of Ohio. I have a 16-year-old at Chelsea High School, and my youngest daughter, Brooklyn, is a sixth grader in my building this year. So it's it's been quite the journey. Uh, and I'm really blessed to be able to see their their growth uh, through through a different lens, and it's pretty unique. You don't run across people too often who have the ability or or you know been fortunate enough to to lead their own children uh, at the really important middle level years. Okay, so first off, any any boys? No, I have a, I have a dog named Gus who's pretty amazing. He's a chocolate Havanese, and he's the uh, only testosterone in my house with uh, with my wife Teresa and our four girls. I like to say before the girls came into my life, I would have had an afro or dreadlocks or hair down to my behind, but now I am uh, officially. Bowling. You are completely outnumbered, and my goodness! Obviously, once the wedding start, you are you're going to be in pretty deep. If college tuition hasn't gotten me already, uh, that's that's right. That's on the horizon. So no, it's in all actuality, when I was named as the principal here, Elena was an eighth grader and Kylie was a seventh grader. Ava was going to be a soon-to-be sixth grader, so we weren't exactly sure what that was going to look like, but it was never really awkward or odd, and uh, it was just a real privilege. And I can tell you that 
uh, being anchored here to the building uh, with my youngest is, is special. So she comes in with me every day and leaves with me every day and uh, hits me up for money during lunch. And uh, it's pretty Perfect. special. Okay. So you got another one. I mean, that was, that was one. And, and I definitely did not know that about you. Yeah, tons of stuff. Um, I mentioned my dog, Gus, because I'm really proud. My wife and I actually breed dogs. So we breed Havanese, which is, I like to say they're like Cuban puppies. Uh, it's kind of an explanation. Cuban kind of poodles. Uh, but we've been breeding dogs for a number of years. Our, our dog, Sophie, has been a wonderful mother. And the best part of that is really just the pe- people that we connect with all over the country who really fly in to take home one of uh, our special little puppies. They're raised hand under foot, so each one of our girls takes uh, takes them on, names them. And it's just a different part of our life that um, that's pretty special to us as well. I have no idea. Four girls and you are a dog breeder. Had no idea. So I appreciate you sharing that. I got a great wife, so it's, she balances it all. <laughs> okay, so let's transition. Question number two, Nick. Let's think about this. You've been in education for quite a while. Do you have a story or maybe something that has occurred over the years that you can draw strength from in in challenging times? And if you do have something like that, where is that, or what is that story that kind of you get strength from? Yeah, it's an interesting question. If you could see it in my office right now, it's literally uh, littered with with tons of pictures of. My, my my family, my school family, my Chelsea community family. So I draw a lot of strength from from the journey that we've had here in Chelsea. One that's that's as of recent for me is because I just experienced it last week is this is the ninth year that I've taken our sixth grade students on the annual sixth grade camp experience. That's at the Howell Nature Center. And and I share the story often only because I think it's pretty special for the kind of, of culture that we've set in our community that's wildly inclusive, that supports the schools, that they trust us to bring their kids out in the woods for a week. We've been doing this, like I said, for a long time at the Howell Nature Center, and I'm really proud of the way that our community, our staff, our kids pull together to make it a really memorable experience. And I draw inspiration from the the hands-on approach. I, I have had all level of, of child participate in this experience. I've had kids that are avid outdoorsmen to wheelchair-bound students that have gone down the zip line for the first time. And it's, uh, it's really special. I think about it often. And uh, it, it's kind of the early entry point into our school experience at the middle level. And it's something that our, that our community references. Everybody remembers when they went to sixth grade camp here in Chelsea. Our seniors talk about it when they graduate. And although it's a school-based experience, it's something that I draw inspiration from often because it takes so many hands to make this experience happen. You know, I love that story. And I can completely 100% relate because we take our fifth graders on a trip all the way up to uh, Claire, Michigan. So, and I love that idea that where you have, where you kind of draw the strength from a trusting community and having such a, a helpful and, and caring staff that is right there with the kids as well. What a great activity, especially as they enter into that middle school experience. So I applaud you. Thank you. It's, it's pretty special. We capstone with an eighth grade Washington, D.C. trip as well. And they're just memorable experiences for our kids that certainly highlight the, the fact that learning happens so many times outside yes, of the absolutely. classroom as well. Okay, Nick. So that just covered the first two questions. And now we're going to get to one of my favorite questions. And basically, I would imagine, Nick, that somebody saw leadership qualities in you, potentially even before maybe you saw them in yourself. I would love to know who was that person. And if you could say anything to them now, what would you want to say to them? That's a great question. I've been fortunate over the years to have had a lot of great mentors in my life that have have taken me along for the journey and saw something in me. And really none more importantly than, than my stepfather. 
uh, my stepfather came into my life when I was in second grade and he had, a, you know, executive positions in different companies. And his calling actually was to go back and work for the YMCA's, which is where he started his career. So we kind of traveled all over the country with the YMCA's and ended up in Ann Arbor, Michigan, where he took a job running our, our local YMCA. And the reason why I, I kind of identified my stepfather was because even from an early age, he would bring us to rotary meetings. He would take us on tours with board members. He would put us on the payroll where at the time I didn't realize that while I was working with the custodians in middle school, he was actually paying me out of his own pocket because he wanted me to see the value of, of working with you know different types of occupations and different types of people. Uh, he's an incredibly special person who's still in, in my life to this day. He my mom just celebrated their 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 anniversary, and I owe a lot of my I believe success or journey on, on my leadership. Gave me so many opportunities over the years, and taught me the power of leading by walking around and networking and and uh, you know listening first and respecting all, and just an incredible man who I, I was very fortunate to have in my life. Um, as I kind of progressed through my career, I was really fortunate in the Chelsea schools to have had some pretty incredible mentors. Uh, over the years, Julie Deppner, who was the high school principal, who has uh, since uh, retired, but you know, took a chance on the youngest administrator in Washtenaw County 12 years ago. It was pretty special to me. Dave Killips, who was our superintendent at the time, was very supportive of me and on my leadership journey, as was Andy Engel, who's now the superintendent in the Grand Haven schools. But you know, th- these people all allowed me to learn alongside them, which I think is, is quite an impressive and important aspect on a leadership journey. So, Nick, how do you return the favor? How do you put people in positions to lead? Well, you know, it's something that that's a it's a calling of myself as well, only because I, I strongly believe in the cliche of being as strong as your team. I think I have the world's best assistant principal. And I know that everybody says that out there, but I really do. Matt Cio is in his fourth year here as our assistant principal of Beach Middle School. Before that, he was in the Selene uh, Community Schools. And, you know, Matt and I work hand in hand every single day, and I'm continually trying to teach him about leadership and what I know and what I don't know and what he can learn from me and hopefully not learn from me. I've been fortunate as well. We talk about the Harbaugh family tree over here in Washtenaw County that we've had a lot of success coming out of this building uh, with some pretty strong leaders. Uh, Jason Morris is our assistant athletic director at Chelsea High School. He was a teacher here for a long time. Sarah Bentley is a former teacher of, of mine here at Beach Middle School, who is now a principal in Stockbridge. So there's been a really nice family tree that's developed coming here out of Chelsea, but also here out of Dwighty Beach Middle School. And I and I hope that I was a part of, of that journey for for our folks, because I really do buy into the idea that it is ultimately my job to help develop the next uh, series of leaders. Well said. Very well said, my friend. Hey, I, I just want to say thanks again for coming on the Community of Principles podcast. I Number one, please make sure that you take care of Gus because you cannot be the only guy in that home, in that household. <laughs> um, but, the, but the other thing is, I just really want to say it's been a pleasure getting to talk with you and, and just getting to learn more about you. I cannot wait to connect when we get up to uh, Traverse City and when we also have some other MEMSPA events going on as well. So as you well, listen I, to the – yeah, go ahead. I appreciate the opportunity. I, like I said, I've been listening to the podcast for a while, and I appreciate your connecting principles from all over our state and locally within our you know, our, our local regions. Uh, and it's, it's just nice to carve out some time and, and uh, you know, talk about this pretty amazing profession.
Absolutely. Well, everybody, as you take a listen to this podcast with um, with Nick Angel on here, feel free, drop a line, make sure that uh, you share it out as well, because we are better when we connect together. So I appreciate everybody that's uh, listening and, and making sure to chime in. Till next time, season three continues. Thanks again, Nick. Absolutely. Thanks again, Ben. Well, thanks again to our guest. Let's continue to connect and reflect because that's what leaders do. Thank you to all of our listeners. Don't forget to check out hashtag MemspaChat Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can also find more leadership tools at memspa.org.